There are lots of financial talking heads out there, but there's only one who's local to Tucson. Welcome to Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman is a certified financial planner, and he's here to help you with your financial questions. Today, we'll try to educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think of solutions to your financial goals. So let's get started. Saving with Silverman starts now. Welcome to Saving with Silverman. Walter Storholt here alongside Mark Silverman, certified financial planner professional and the president of Silverman and Associates right here in Tucson, serving you throughout Southern Arizona. Check them out online by going to savingwithsilverman.com. Again, that's savingwithsilverman.com. And at any point in time during our show, you can call or text Mark at 520-333-7601. That's 520 520- Three 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 seventy six zero one. Mark, hope you're doing well this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm always happy to be here, Walter. How are you doing? Fantastic, and uh, looking forward to our conversation today. Lots of good things to cover. We'll talk about some of the little white lies that often get told in the financial world and why they can be harmful to your financial plan. Uh, we'll also talk about stress and retirement, why s- retirement is such a stressful process and what you can do to eliminate some of the stress. We'll take some of your questions later on in the show and cover much more all straight ahead. But Mark, let's talk first about those little white lies. We know what these lies are. It's when, you know, not necessarily somebody saying a misleading statement, but maybe the statement just doesn't cover or tell the whole story. And so it's a, it's a little bit of a white lie. But they're viewed as not being very harmful. I think that's where the difference is. In the financial world, when little white lies are told, they actually can be harmful because uh, it might lead you down a, a wrong path or in the wrong direction. And we're talking about you know, losing money or changes in your finances. So we've got to be really careful of these little white lies. Uh, here's an example of one. You let me know if you see this in the financial world a lot. When advisors tell clients, you know, don't worry about those losses in your portfolio because, you know what, the market, it always goes up in the long run. Why is that a little white lie? Well, and like you kind of alluded to before, Walter, these things, you know, if people are relying and acting on advice that you're being given, it could have detrimental impacts on not just your situation, but your family's situation. So you need to make sure that the advice you're getting is accurate and that the person you're that you're working with or giving you that advice is qualified. But, you know, the markets do go up in the long run. But the problem is if you're fast, uh, you know, approaching retirement or even in retirement, you know, it's a big difference in somebody who may be younger and is just putting money away and doesn't really have to worry about, you know, the cyclical of the market. You know, we are in the second longest bull market in the history of the market. And I will say that that's something you need to keep in mind and making sure that you're um, adjusting your portfolio to your comfort level at all times. Too many people right now, I find, as as people are coming in and we're meeting with them, are taking a lot of risk. And you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with risk if you're if you're understanding of it and you're willing to accept that sort of risk and understand the ups and the downs. You no know, people have problems dealing with the upside, but the downside is what you really need to protect yourself from. And again, if you're close to retirement or in retirement, you know, you want to make sure you're taking the appropriate amount of risk. And that's one of the things we do with clients and making sure that we're always on the same page and, and letting them know where they stand because, you know, the markets are going to go up and they are going to go down. And, you know, the higher it comes, eventually we are going to have a correction. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but it'd be foolish to think that we're not going to have any type of correction. No, I think that's a really good point, and uh, it's something that's going to be on the way, so people need to be aware of that. And and that timing is just such an important part of that equation. Um, yeah, the market may always go up in the in the super long run, but do you have enough time to wait for it in a, in a bad situation, which a lot of people found out in 2008 they were going to have to work longer 
or adjust their lifestyle because the account went down right before they retired and they weren't prepared for that. And it's such a dangerous game to play. So make sure you understand that little white lie and how it can kind of, you know, there's more to the story, certainly for that one. Fees, I think, is another area where little white lies get told, probably in some cases more than a little white lie. But uh, it can be as innocent as an advisor saying, oh, Mark, you know, the fees in your portfolio, they're, you know, they're less than 1%. Not a big deal. Why is that not the whole truth? Why is that a little white lie? Well, what I find is a lot of advisors out there play this game where their fees versus total fees. You know, what am I paying you as the advisor? And you might be paying them one, one and a half, two percent. But what they don't tell you is the products that they're using also have fees. And they can always say, well, you didn't ask me what those fees were that you just said, what's my fee? Well, you need to know what the total fee is because that's what you're paying, whether you see part of it or not. Um, I think the biggest culprit of this is, you know, certainly one would be variable annuities, one of the most expensive products you can buy. Uh, two would be mutual funds. And I've spoken about this before, but, you know, there are a lot of advisors that are still selling loaded mutual funds. They're selling C-share mutual funds. And you really need to know what you have. And that's part of our process is we really sit down and analyze people's portfolios and show them what the fees are. And again, nobody works for free, including us. But you need to understand the fees that you're paying. And there's an article that was uh, written in Forbes about, uh, I want to say about three, four years ago, Walter, called the the real cost of owning a mutual fund. And if you Google it, you could find it. But those estimate in that article, and I've shared this with clients, you know, somewhere between three and 4% in total fees per year. That's doesn't include if you're paying a management fee to your advisor. So you need to be aware of that because that's coming out of your return. And there's lots of hidden fees and expenses, I think, you know, that you just need to be aware of so you can understand uh, what type of investment products you are. Because especially given a low interest rate environment, you know, fees do play a big impact. So important to think about these kinds of things and the little white lies we hear in the financial world. We're talking with Mark Silverman of Silverman and Associates right here in the Tucson area with uh, an office in Tucson serving you throughout Southern Arizona. Mark's a certified financial planner professional. You can call or text Mark at 520-333-7601 if you have questions about your particular financial situation. Again, shoot him a text or call him 520-333-7601. Mark, another little white lie that gets told from time to time, I would imagine, is that especially these days with interest rates so low, you're better off to invest that money instead of paying off your house early. That debate is always intriguing to me. Yeah, it, that's always an interesting one. I mean, that comes up all the time. You know, we have a lot of clients that uh, don't have a mortgage in retirement. We have some that do. And when we build our the comprehensive plan for folks, a custom plan, we you know, that's one of the discussions that we'll have. And it could go either way. You know, you could make the argument that, yeah, it makes sense because you don't have any other deductions. So you have mortgage interest that you could potentially deduct. And if you're earning more money on your investments than you are paying on the interest on your loan, you know, on paper, that makes sense. I think it really comes down to uh, peace of mind, you know, because even if you do have your house free and clear, which a lot of our clients do, you still have, you know, property taxes, insurance, upkeep, all those sorts of things. So you're still going to have other expenses. So peace of mind is really what it comes down to. Um, but if you do have a mortgage in retirement, it's, it's just creating the cash flow. So that's really what it's about is, you know, uh, if you do have the mortgage, we got to make sure that your investments can provide enough cash to keep paying that mortgage. And so that's really a discussion we have. And we can show you on paper what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I think it's it's more of a peace of mind question. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a huge question. Uh, this is one of those areas where emotions enter the equation, right? 
how do you feel about having your house paid off versus not having it paid off? That's when you can kind of, even if it doesn't make financial sense necessarily, if it's a big emotional lift for you, then maybe there's an argument for it. That's true. I mean, you know, I can tell you, I've had a lot of people come into my office that, you know, some of them do have mortgages or plan on paying them off before they're retired or they're already retired. And there's something to be said for people to come in and say, hey, you know, I have zero debt. I, I don't owe any money to anybody. And that's a that's a powerful place to be. And so, you know, good for them, for those people that, that can get to that point. I think that's great. And a lot of our clients uh, have fortunately been in that position and we want to keep it that way. That's a great point. We're talking again with Mark Silverman of Silverman and Associates here in Southern Arizona. You've heard this a lot, Mark, and I'm trying to discover where the little white lie is here. So let me play devil's advocate. Diversification is the key. If we hear that statement, to me, that sounds pretty good. Why is that a white lie? Well, I mean, you want to be diversified. I mean, I think that's that that's very, very important. I have a a person we're working with right now who inherited some some stocks uh, from her from her father. Uh, who has since passed away, and you know she's in a couple different uh, stocks, and the you know they might have served her father well, but I can tell you right now they're far too risky than for what her goals and what her objectives are. So it's important that you understand the importance of diversification. And there's also the term Walter of over diversification. Mm-hmm. You know I see it so much with mutual funds where people will buy, you know, a mutual fund company. They'll buy you know every fidelity fund under the sun. What they don't realize is that there's what's known as overlap. So, you know, Apple's a a stock that's in most, seems like most mutual fund portfolios. You know, Apple might be in all of those portfolios that they own. And, you know, so you're not as diversified as you might think that you are. So there is a concept of over diversification, but the diversification is important, but it also has to, has to match the risk that you're comfortable taking. I can't stress that enough, you know, and, and no, no two people are alike. And risk is something that's how you feel today. It's going to change as you get older. Typically, as you're getting closer to retirement or in retirement, your risk, you know, you you become less risky, if you will. So it's important that we adjust your portfolio and your investments to match your, your current feelings and your current stage of where you are in relation to retirement or in retirement. These are so many different moving parts a lot of the times in financial planning and uh, getting ready for your retirement future. You hear old standbys like, as you get older, get out of stocks and into bonds. And the reasoning behind that is that, you know what, these bonds significantly reduce the risk in your portfolio, which sounds good again on the surface, but in reality, Mark, might be a little white lie. They do reduce the risk, but they don't eliminate the risk. So there's a big difference there. So you know, as you're, you know, basically what we're taking people through is a stage when you're still working and that sort of thing, saving and, and what we call an accumulation phase. And then as you get closer into retirement, you're going to a distribution phase. So you're taking your, the money that you've saved, your investments, all those sorts of things, and turning those growth investments into income investments. So, you know, naturally one of the things that might, might come into play is people having some fixed income or what we call bonds. And those can be purchased in numerous ways. You can actually own individual bonds. You could have them in mutual funds. You can have them ex- an ETF or exchange traded funds. So depending on how those are purchased, there's going to be a risk involved with those. And that risk is going to be based on interest rates. So as interest rates go up and down, those bonds are going to fluctuate in value. So it's important people understand that it doesn't eliminate the risk just because you're in a bond doesn't mean that you don't have any risk, but you do need to understand how that works in relation to stocks, 
and how that combination works. And so we're able to demonstrate that with folks and show them, you know, here's your current portfolio, here's how much risk you're taking, here's what you how you want to be, and here's the difference and and how how are you on track to get to your goals based on those numbers. And and there's part art, part science, I think that's involved in that and it's something that we enjoy and I think everybody deserves a quality financial plan. And if somebody's trying to figure out these different moving parts, Mark, and they see these little white lies that we've been discussing on the show today, and they're wondering, well, you know, I kind of have believed some of these things, or yeah, I would have fallen for this as well. I might need to gussy up my financial plan a little bit. Take us into your financial physical. Tell us a little bit about what you do to help people navigate these waters. Certainly, Walter. So whether you're a first-time listener to the show or you've heard me for a long time, if anything I've said makes sense or even resonates with you, this is now your chance to come in and have a conversation with me in my office to go through what Walter mentioned we call the financial physical. I can assure you I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. Rather, we'll discuss your values and goals in a way, honestly, you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. As part of the financial physical, we will discuss your cash reserves, debt if you have it, insurance, all types, and how to best allocate your assets, and we'll even benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be. So you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. This becomes the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots fill up quickly, so I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting to the next 10 people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Reach out to Mark Silverman. All you have to do is call or text for that complimentary initial meeting, 520-333-7601. It starts with just a conversation about your financial life, uh, how you've gotten to where you are, what you want to change going forward, the goals that you want to accomplish. That's how the conversation really begins. 520-333-7601 is your number to call or text 520-333-7601. We want you to make smarter choices about your money because it does impact the quality of your life, as Mark just talked about. Here in Tucson and Southern Arizona, he is your local financial advisor, certified financial planner professional. 520-333-7601. Call that number or text Mark your interest in having that complimentary review of your plan. 520-333-7601. Stay with us. Much more coming up today on Saving with Silverman. Uh, coming up in a few moments, we'll talk about how you often try to make excuses or explain away uh, different questionable financial decisions and why those explanations 
from advisors or maybe even some of the things that we've tried to explain away in the past, why they don't really hold water. I think this will be really educational. We'll talk about that in stress and retirement, how they're related, coming up right here on Saving with Silverman with Mark Silverman. Life is complicated. It's full of twists and turns and complex issues. The last things you need when planning your financial future are confusing numbers and advisors who just offer you a sales pitch. We believe there's a simpler way to invest. Your financial plan should be built on a plan that's made just for you. It's all about discovering your goals and designing a strategy that will help you get where you want to go. And don't worry, we'll track your progress along the way. Stop wandering your way through your investing life. Come in for a visit today. To schedule a visit, call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Picture this. Your financial statements have come in the mail. What's going through your head as you open them up? Maybe all that financial jargon is flustering. Maybe the numbers are confusing, or maybe those red arrows are leaving you in a funk. Don't base your future on a monthly letter. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Learn what true financial planning really looks like. You're listening to Saving with Silverman. Walter Storholt here alongside Mark Silverman, certified financial planner professional and the president of Silverman and Associates right here in Tucson, serving you throughout Southern Arizona. You can find Mark online by going to savingwithsilverman.com. Again, that's savingwithsilverman.com. And you can call or text at any time, 520-333-7601. If you have questions about your own financial plan, 520-333-7601. Again, the number to call or text. You know, very often, Mark, we hear people try to make excuses or explain away some of their questionable financial decisions. thought we'd maybe talk about why some of these excuses usually don't hold water and what we can learn from them. When someone wants to start Social Security, as a good example, at the age of 62, the excuse is often, well, I paid into the system for years. I want to be sure that I get my money back before it goes bankrupt. Why is that not really a good excuse for taking Social Security right away? Well, Walter, and I've heard that one numerous times. And in fact, I just had this conversation with uh, some folks recently. Uh, you know, I, I think there's more to it than that. I know there's more to it than that. You know, if you do take it early, there's some things you need to consider. Um, and taxes being a totally separate issue. But the main thing you want to think about is if you still have income coming and you're still working, your spouse is still working, you know, you may have to pay Social Security back. Uh, there's a formula that they use that you might have to pay it back if you take it prior to full retirement age. Um, the other part of it is the tax situation. So 50 or 85 percent of your Social Security can be taxable. So you need to consider that as well. So there are benefits of taking it at full retirement age. And there's even some even better benefits of taking it at age 70 is when it maxes out. And I think you need to really consider those rather than just making a knee-jerk reaction and taking it at age 62 because of the fact that you want to make sure you're maximizing your benefits. And, you know, the, the one caveat I will say, Walter, to all this is life expectancy. And a lot of the numbers that we run, if somebody's living past an age 81 to 82, typically you might be better off taking it at age 70. Having said that, we need to make sure that if you're retiring before that, how are you going to get that income to get you to age 70 so you can maximize that benefit? So that's why we take a planning-based approach. That's why we, we run these numbers and we can run these reports for people and really illustrate for them and say, hey, if you take it at 62, here's what you get. 
66, here's what you're going to get 70. And when I say get, not just on a monthly basis, but lifetime, assuming that you have a life expectancy, let's say in your 90s, what those dollars will actually equate to at that point in time and showing you so you can make a more educated decision. Because we all know that once you do take it, you can't change it down the road. Yeah, so it's so interesting to see that discussion, right? When do I take Social Security? And yeah, there's going to be different reasonings that people use. And that's a good example of one of those reasonings that doesn't really hold water. You've got to think through that a little bit more, not just jump on um, Social Security right off the bat like that. Uh, another excuse that we often hear, this one doesn't have to do with Social Security, but when someone is taking too much risk with their money, they'll often kind of explain that away with, well, I feel like I'm behind in my savings, and so I need to make up for lost time, not realizing that they're committing maybe the worst offense that they could commit. Yeah, you don't want to take the amount of risk based on chasing performance. Uh, you always want to take the right amount of risk that you're comfortable taking, and you also need to consider where you are in relation to to retirement. You know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, and even 40s, it really doesn't matter where we are in the market because over time you're going to be fine. But if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, etc., you really need to be more aware of your downside and what you're willing to accept because, quite honestly, you might not be able to recover when the market does come back. And so it's very, very important that you understand that and not chase performance, which is very easy to do these days when you look back and see where we are and, and the run that we've had basically since 2009. As I said earlier, this is the second longest bull run in the history of the market. So you need to understand that we will have a correction. It's not a matter of if, but when. And the question is, when does it happen? Is it this year, next year, the year after? Nobody really knows. But you need to be protected and making sure that you're taking the appropriate amount of risk at all times and adjusting your portfolio as time goes on as well. We're talking with Mark Silverman of Silverman & Associates here in Tucson, serving you in southern Arizona about some of the excuses people use when it comes to explaining away financial decisions that might be viewed as questionable. When somebody has too much money in cash, Mark, I don't know how often you see this as a problem, but when it happens, they'll sometimes explain it away with, well, you know what, in 2008 I lost a lot of money, and I don't want to go down that road again. So they overload in cash. And I've seen that a lot lately. I mean, just off the top of my head, just in the last, just this year probably, I've had probably four or five situations where uh, I've had people that have come in that have had a huge amount of cash. And and it, I'm not saying you have you need all of your money invested or tied up in the market and that sort of thing, but you need to have a certain amount of emergency funds, uh, which is going to vary depending on your situation, budget, you know, age, those sorts of things. But you know, if you sit in too much cash, the, one of the biggest problems is you're losing that inflation game and your purchasing power is not keeping up with inflation. And I've said this before, even in the most conservative portfolios, you should be shooting for at least 3% rate of return on average, net of fees and expenses. And if you're not doing that, which if you're sitting in cash and CDs, et cetera, you're not getting that, we know that. Um, but you need to have a certain amount of cash that's for emergency funds, um, that sort of thing. But any more than that, you need to be keeping pace with inflation at a, at a minimum. And so that's the importance of, of doing that. And when you're sitting in cash, like I said, it, it could be a big problem because you're not going to be able to keep up with those expenses. And we didn't even talk about medical inflation, which is even higher than that. Well, it's I love going through these different excuses that people use because you learn a lot about sort of human psyche and, and why people think like they think about financial stuff. And for some reason, we often get it wrong. You know, 
uh, we, we explain things away and we're just doing it totally wrong, uh, like keeping too much money in cash or taking more risk to make up for lost time and, and realizing we're committing sort of these, uh, you know, terrible financial sins. Sometimes it's not always that dire, but it's still a lot of the times the mistakes are big. Uh, when someone has no idea what they're invested in or what their money is doing for them, the excuse is sometimes, well, financial stuff just really isn't my thing. I'd imagine, Mark, you see this a lot with mutual funds, where people just pick different mutual funds because they sounded good, but you don't really know what it is or what it's doing for you. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, even if you're working with an advisor, I know I could speak for our clients, you know, at the at the end of the day, it's still their money. They need to be the one responsible for it. Yes, you trust your advisor, hoping they're doing what's in your best interest, not in their best interest, you know, all those sorts of things. But you really need to understand you know, the basic concepts of what's going on. And it doesn't mean you need to be an expert, because if you were an expert, you certainly probably wouldn't be working with us or any other advisor if that's all you're doing. But that's why people, you know, our financial delegators, that's our clients who are, you know, trusting us to help them through this stuff. And we want to make sure that we'll give them all the information they need to make make the right decisions. Um, but they need to give us the input as far as what's going on in their lives, what they're trying to achieve, what their goals and objectives really are, because that, you know, the money is just the tool. And I've said this before. And that tool is is there to help them achieve what they want to achieve. But we can show them, you know, the different options that they have to invest their money and what's going to work and what's not going to work and the pros and cons of each scenario. But I think it's important that they understand the basic concepts and explain through an open relationship of where they are, what their feelings are towards money and those sorts of things. Because if they're too reliant and they're not having good communication with their advisors, which unfortunately we see a lot of, um, that could be a problem. So you should be you know, meeting with your advisor on a regular basis. If you're not, it's on you. Uh, because if the money's lost and something could, should have been done that wasn't done, it's your money. The advisor's not losing any money. It's your money. So that's important distinction to know. Let's hit one more here, Mark, as we talk about some of these different financial excuses people often have. When somebody doesn't want to leave a broker or advisor, even when they know that they probably should for one reason or another, they'll often say, well, I've been working with this advisor for such a long time. I really just don't want to hurt that friendship. It's crossed that boundary from a uh, professional relationship to friendship and and it's harder to break well you know people move around all the time and if the advisor maybe your situations change maybe their situations change if the if the relationship's not serving you well and there's better options out there for you that that you're not taking advantage of you know you could still be friends with this person but it doesn't mean you need a working relationship with them you've got to do what's in your best interest and your family's best interest. You owe that to yourself and to your family to do that. Uh, but you don't know that until you go out and talk to other people and find out. But people's gut usually tells them, you know, maybe they aren't doing the best job. Maybe they aren't as proactive as I might like. Maybe our goals and needs and, and those sorts of things have changed from when you started working with that advisor. Um, and it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. I relate it to a doctor. You know, if you're if you're with a doctor and they give you a diagnosis, you might be friends with that doctor, doctor you've seen for a long time. But, you know, you if they're giving you a diagnosis that you're not sure about or you want to get a second opinion, certainly nothing wrong with that. And if they're a good doctor, they will respect that you're doing that and doing your due diligence. Same thing is true with this. You know, I would put health as number one and your wealth is probably number two. So it's important that you look out for your best interest and in making sure that you're doing the best job you can possible for you and your family. 
So if you like what I've said, what I want to do is offer you a chance to uh, get a copy of my white paper that I wrote, which I, it's called the top 10 mistakes people make in retirement. And these are things that I've seen over the last 20 plus years in this industry. And I hope when I wrote this paper, my hope was that you don't make these same mistakes yourself. So I'm happy to offer this white paper to anybody that's listening. Uh, there's no cost or obligation for it. Just give us a call, send us a text, please provide your full name as well as your, your email address. And we will be get that out to you uh, through email. Um, again, there's no cost, no obligation for that. I'm happy to share that information with anybody out there that would like to read it. And again, all you have to do is call or text Mark and request that white paper. 520-333-7601 is the number. 520 area code 333-7601. Just call or text Mark at that number and you can get that white paper in your hands. Helpful tool. 520-333-7601. Call or text 520-333-7601. Still much more coming up on today's edition of Saving with Silverman featuring certified financial planner Mark Silverman. Stay tuned. Learn the path to a worry-free retirement. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. You're listening to Saving with Silverman, the show that helps you better prepare for your financial future, whether that be retirement or just in general, planning for a better financial plan. If you don't have one uh, well put together right now, a comprehensive plan in place, well, it's time to rethink that strategy. Mark Silverman's here to help us. He's the certified financial planner professional and president of Silverman and Associates with an office in Tucson and serving you throughout Southern Arizona. SavingWithSilverman.com is the place to go online to find Mark. Again, that's SavingWithSilverman.com. And you can always call or text Mark at 520-333-7601. In case you missed it a few moments ago, Mark offered you a complimentary white paper. And you can get that again by calling or texting 520-333-7601. Mark, there was a study recently where psychologists determined that retirement is the 10th most stressful event you can experience in life. I thought that seemed pretty high, um, but I I guess maybe it makes sense. They did say some of the events on the list that are considered more stressful are stuff you would consider to be more stressful. Divorce, death of a spouse, going to jail. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty stressful. I Um, I would imagine. I would imagine that would be stressful. But still, retirement shouldn't be at number 10, I would think. When you start thinking about all the things that bring you stress in life, retirement, that seems way too high. So what we want to do is proactively look at some ways we can deal with stress in retirement so that for you personally, that doesn't have to be number 10. We can get that down to number 15 or number 20 or maybe even lower or turn it into an event that's not stressful at all. That's our Make goal. it a positive experience. Yes, there we go. So one identifier of why retirement can be stressful is when people don't understand the significant life changes that come with retirement. It's going to be a totally different lifestyle. So if you can have a better understanding of how life is going to change for you, then that'll be a little bit easier to, to have those the right expectations when you get to that point. That'll eliminate some stress. What kind of changes do you normally point to? Well, you know, I, I understand people, you know, you're, you're working, you've been saving, that sort of thing. And uh, you've accumulated this amount of money, but the day that you quit, you know, if you don't have a pension, which most people don't, maybe you only have Social Security, or maybe you retire and Social Security hasn't started yet, or you decided to, to delay that. But how are you going to continue on without getting a paycheck any longer? 
you're self-sufficient, you're financially independent, all those sorts of things. So it's understanding how that transition works, which I mentioned earlier, going from what we call an accumulation phase to a distribution phase and what's the most efficient, best ways to, and, and, and making that happen to make sure that you don't outlive your money, that you have a, a growing income that's going to keep up with inflation, money in the bank to cover expenses, things that come up, being able to do the things that you want to do in retirement, whether it be travel, spending time with family, friends, whatever it might be, you know, how are you going to uh, account for all these sorts of things? And so the best way to do it is to have a financial plan. And that's why clients engage us to build a comprehensive plan so they understand where they where they are now versus where they want to be. And that we can assess their situation and, and really give them the proper advice and guidance to get them not only through retirement, but having the type of retirement that they truly enjoy and, and can considering all the different things that are out there. Well, a lot of people also, when you, you go into retirement, you know, there's there's that no more, you know, daily work schedule. You, you start missing out on a lot of the things that gave you identity, that gave you uh, sort of your, your daily purpose when you enter the retirement world out of the working world. But you can kind of find new challenges in retirement and embrace the opportunity to face those challenges. That's another good tip to eliminate some of that stress. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's, a, it's a different chapter in, in somebody's life. I mean, as far as you're going from your working years to your retirement years, and that could be different for people too. I mean, you could be talking about somebody that maybe wants to do a different career change. They're getting out of there what they've done, and maybe they're doing something to a lesser extent of what they had done or something totally different, maybe on a part-time basis, you know, working what we call work-optional lifestyle, working because you want to, not because you have to. Um, but what I tell people who are getting ready for retirement is, and I've said this before as well, I'll put a plan together for your money, but you need to put a plan together for your time and what you plan on doing in retirement. Really think about those things so we can assign a cost or what, what you might be spending and how you're going to spend your time when you're retired. Because for a lot of people, they can't think that far ahead, but you really, really need to. We're talking with Mark Silverman about how retirement can be stressful, how we can eliminate some of that stress. Why not think about ways where we can make it, as Mark said, a more positive experience. And another way to do that is to keep your options open. What do we mean by keeping your options open, though, Mark? Well, I think you need to be optimistic as far as what what you're going to do in retirement, but also keeping options open um, as far as what might change. Maybe you decide that you were going to be traveling. Maybe you don't decide you don't want to travel or you, you were going to get an RV and you rent an RV and, and seek out and uh, travel across the country and, and decide maybe, hey, RVing isn't the right way we want to do it. Maybe we want to fly to different places or or that sort of thing. So I think the, the more options you can leave open until you discover what you enjoy doing, I think the better off you're going to be. And, you know, you may decide that maybe you do want to go to, back to work part time just to occupy your time or maybe, you know, working uh, for a charity or church or whatever it might be to occupy your time. It's something that makes you feel good and, and, and is doing something to to give back to the community. So, uh, you know, you don't know things until you try them. And I think that's what's important is, is keeping your options open and giving the, the options to do those sorts of things. And another way to eliminate stress out of the retirement process is to keep all of this in perspective and realize that retirement today is is going to be a lot different than maybe what you saw your parents or even grandparents go through. It's a whole different paradigm. It, and really, it's it's still kind of new in its current form. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of people never did retire. They would work till the day they died. Uh, but now people are living longer and, and a lot of people now are fortunate enough to retire earlier. So, uh, and I've said this before as well, you know, if, if your working career is maybe 30, 40 years, and let's say you retire at age 60 
and your life expectancy is age 95, you could have a 35-year retirement or if you live to 100 to 40-year retirement. So it is possible that you have a, a retirement period that's that's equal if not longer than your working career. And so it's important that you understand how you're going to pay for those things that you want to do and things that maybe you don't want to do, which would be healthcare, uh, but you still have to pay for. And so it's 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 important you keep the, that certain perspective, like you mentioned, and understanding you know the challenges that could that could arise and also the opportunities. And that's why we want to be there to help guide you through those situations. And last but not least, Mark, this one may be the obvious connection. You know, a lot of the ones we just discussed about eliminating stress in retirement was more so from a, a lifestyle perspective. But obviously a huge factor in retirement being a stressful thing for people is the financial component of making it through retirement. And so to eliminate some of that stress, yeah, this one makes a lot of sense. Work closely with a good financial advisor, and I think you'll also start to find some of that stress melt away. Yeah, and, and what I mean by, I think what you were kind of alluding to was financial advisor, making sure that that's, that's more driven by the advice rather than the sales aspect of it. You know, one of the things we're very cognizant of is making sure we don't come off as salesy and trying to sell products and, and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, many advisors in this industry are simply there just to sell products. And, you, you know, people listen to this radio show probably can attest to what I'm talking about, whether it be selling annuities or mutual funds, you know, are they really giving you advice? Not really. They're more financial salespeople. So you need to understand the perspective. And that's why I think it's so important working with someone who is one, either a CFP uh, or is more driven by giving advice to people and, and looking out for people's best interests rather than, you know, uh, on product. And unfortunately, again, too many people are focused on the product. And that's why you need somebody that's willing to put the time in to give you a, a real assessment to look out for your best interest, ask you the questions, listen because too many advisors, in my opinion, are too busy talking that they don't even understand what the client's trying to accomplish. And one of the jobs that I think we pride ourselves on is really listening and understanding what the clients are trying to accomplish, their values, their goals, so we can build a solid plan for them that's going to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish and really and really give them that type of advice and, and get them through the stressful times and make those situations a little bit easier so they can do the things that they want to enjoy rather than sitting there looking at their portfolio every day and trying to manage it themselves, wondering if they're doing the best job. Well, this is uh, all helpful, Mark, and I know that you've got a white paper that you know kind of scratches the surface of what we've been talking about here on the program, or I should say it the other way around, I guess. We've scratched the surface of some of the things that the white paper will go into. Talk about eliminating stress. The better educated you are about these things, I, I think that's going to eliminate stress as well. So uh, tell us about that that white paper, and can we make some copies of that available to people today? Absolutely. So anybody that, that's listening, um, I'm going to make my white paper, which is called the top 10 mistakes people make in retirement. And really, I wrote this white paper over my 20 plus years of experience in this industry. I've seen people do things the right way and I've seen people do things the wrong way. So I took the time to write this white paper to help people um, and try to get people to avoid those mistakes that I had seen other people make. And so I'm going to offer this white paper to anybody that's listening. No strings attached. All you have to do is give us a call, send us a text, provide your full name as well as your email address, and we'll be happy to get that white paper out to you. Again, what you have to do is just simply call or text Mark to get that white paper in your hands, 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Mark's a certified financial planner professional. This white paper is a great tool if you're here in Tucson or southern Arizona and you want to learn a little bit more about the financial world and how you can improve your planning. All you have to do is call or text to receive this white paper, learn about some of the mistakes others have made so that you can avoid them. 
520-333-7601 is the number. Call or text 520-333-7601. And stay with us. There's more coming up on Saving with Silverman. We'll finish out the show by answering some of your questions coming up next. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? At Silverman & Associates, Mark Silverman and his team take pride in looking after their clients' best interests. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. It's time to get to know Mark Silverman just a little bit better here on Saving with Silverman. This is the part of the show that we like to call Getting to Know You, where we get to know Mark Silverman a little bit better away from all the financial talk, and we just get to learn about his personality a little bit more, one of my favorite parts of the show. And Mark, my random question for you this week, if you could trade places, this is a creative one, by the way, if you could trade places with somebody for a day, who would it be? Ooh, that is a that's one you don't think about all the time, huh? Yeah, um kind of a different one. Probably my daughter. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, she's in 6th grade. Okay. You know, it's it's such a different world um with technology and, you know, iPads, iPhones, all that sort of thing and Snapchat and everything else that they use these days. Um and that stuff obviously wasn't around when I was her age. So it's just it's just a whole different dynamic and I just wonder like What's it like to be a kid these days? If they even talk, like when they're together, or if everything's just like sending pictures and text messages to each other. So mm-hmm. nobody uses vowels anymore. It's all just you know. They, they don't even talk anymore. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> they're sitting next to each other, texting or Snapchatting or whatever. So that would be interesting to see what goes on um, with the kids these days. So that probably my daughter. I didn't see that one coming. That one, you, you caught me off what? guard with that. I thought it was going to be something else. That's pretty cool. I mean, I thought you'd pick, you know. Warren Buffett or, you know, something like that. So I really didn't see a sixth sixth grade daughter as the answer there. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think it would help relate to uh, what she's going through. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. uh, As a parent, it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, very cool. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that with me. I I like the direction that that went in. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, if Mark could trade places for a day with somebody, it would be his daughter. Why wouldn't you try and get some uh, better insight and perspective, especially as she's in middle school? I mean, you're going to have some really interesting days coming up here as she gets closer to high school, and you're in for all sorts of fun. So December, she'll be officially a teenager. Get get as much uh, insight as you can now. While, while you can. That's good. Yeah, exactly. All right. Very cool. Well, that's getting to know Mark Silverman a little bit better here on Saving with Silverman. And we'll get back to the financial talk coming up next. Stay tuned. You've got questions. We've got answers. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Well, this part of the show we like to call Story Time. It's where we're chatting with Mark Silverman local advisor here in Tucson and the person that we turn to here on the program for guidance and advice each week. And in story time, I usually give Mark a, a prompt, if you will. We're kind of going back to the school days, and I'll say, tell me a story about X. And the X this week, Mark, is tell us about a client who lived to an advanced age, but they're still in good shape financially, thanks in part to the help that you gave them in designing a plan. 
I can think of one that just happened recently. Uh, and they've been retired for, I want to say, about five years. And they're in pretty good shape. They've saved a, a decent amount of money, live within their means, that sort of thing. What they didn't take in consideration was inflation. And so um, they're in their late 60s. And when we ran the numbers, they didn't understand the impact inflation or even what would happen with long-term care. And so they had a, a fixed amount, you know, both of them are eligible for Social Security. Um, one of them is receiving a very, very small pension. And then they've been kind of dipping into some of their assets on, on, a, on a monthly basis and thought they had it figured out. And then we sat down and ran the numbers and showed them, you know, your expenses, unfortunately, even if you're spending the same, are going to be increasing because of what's known as cost of living or inflation, like we just said. So uh, with a 3% inflation rate, we showed them what kind of impact that's going to have. And we ran the plan. I think we had him living to 92 and we had her living to age 93. And there was a couple years difference. She's a couple years younger than he is. And so when we ran the numbers, they're actually, their plan ran short uh, around the mid 80s. And so uh, what we had to do is show them how if we reposition things and change things up a bit, how we were able to continue that income and increasing income so they're able to have and pay for those expenses as well as the things that they wanted to do in retirement. Talk about the long-term care strategy of what what that would look like. They actually didn't even have a strategy. Um, they were just going to self-pay, I guess, uh, which is what most people are planning on doing. But we put something in place to where they are covered now for long-term care expenses. They have more money that they that they weren't going to have before. So they have a solid plan in place, which basically is going to help them focus on what they want to focus on, which is enjoying their retirement, doing the things that they want to do. Traveling is is one of their things, um, and so that was a, a great situation that I can think of where we were able to get them on track where, where initially they thought that they were fine, but they weren't sure. Obviously, that's why they called and, and came in. And uh, they've been great clients since, and, uh, and and they're on the right track. So what what was their sort of uh, emotional shift when, when they kind of went through that process and you uncovered all of those things and they kind of see, oh, wow, okay, we can live to a ripe old age and, uh, and never have to really worry about uh, our finances anymore. We can lift that burden off of our shoulders. You know, I think in the back of people's minds, they know what they have coming in and they know, have an idea of what they spend. And a lot of people don't keep budgets. And I'm not saying you should keep a budget, but you should have an idea of what you spend. And in their case, they didn't even have a budget. We, you know, have worksheets that we have and we sat down with them and helped them, you know, figure out what they were spending so we could do projections and assumptions, that sort of thing. And in their case, they knew they had this coming in. They had no idea how much they were spending. And so just getting a handle on that and knowing, projecting forward, saying, hey, you know, we're going to increase your you're, you're, you're spending on an annual basis to keep up with inflation. And they said, well, you know, they thought that they were on track, but, and then they thought they would probably be slowing down at age 75, 80, maybe they wouldn't be taking as many trips. Um, but you know, they might be spending more on healthcare at that point in time too. And so, you know, just laying it all out and visually showing them with the comprehensive financial plan of where they stood now, where kind of they wanted to be based on, you know, really digging deep into their values and goals and things that they, they, they truly wanted to do, what we call wants, needs, and wishes. Needs are things that they have to have. Wishes are things that they'd like to have, or wants are things that they'd like to have. And then wishes are things that would be nice but not necessary. And showing them how many of those things can be accomplished. And you know, with a few changes, how we're able to get them from point A to point B with confidence and making them feel good. And, and they never had anybody go through this plan. And they had been with an advisor, their previous advisor for over 20 years who never did any these sorts of planning. They were just, you know, I, I think they did a bad job, but they never really did any planning. It was just, it was basically, they were sold investments and didn't know um, how those were going to help them, you know, achieve their goals. 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool story and always fun to see how people come in with kind of a laundry list of problems and then how you just kind of go to work fixing all those problems, uncovering problems that maybe weren't even thought of in the past, and then just sort of that change in mentality that happens over that course of time. Always fun hearing about that. Uh, If you are in a situation where you have a list of financial issues like that, or you kind of know that there are some areas for improvement in your financial plan, reach out to Mark Silverman and his team at Silverman & Associates, serving you in Tucson and throughout Southern Arizona by calling or texting 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. You can shoot Mark a text and just say, hey, I'd like to to chat about my financial plan or give a call and do the same. 520-333-7601, your number to call or text. There's more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Saving with Silverman, and there's more around the corner. At Silverman & Associates, we believe you deserve a financial plan that's customized to your situation. That's because no one strategy could possibly fit your unique needs and goals. From strategizing to execution, our goal is to give you undivided attention. Come in for a visit today and learn what it looks like to put your retirement dreams into action. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333. 333-7601. Mark Silverman is a Tucson native, and his firm is right here in town. That means he's always accessible to you. Start your relationship with Mark and his team today. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. It's time for the mailbag here on Saving with Silverman, where we answer some of your questions. If you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can contact us via Mark's website, savingwithsilverman.com. Again, that's savingwithsilverman.com, and ask a question to the show there. And you can always reach out via text, or you can call Mark, 520-333-7601. We'll feature your question on the show if, you ha- if you'd like. You don't have to feature your question on the show. That is optional. And when you call, by the way, just sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to be on the radio. When you call, you're not going to be on, on the radio right away. That doesn't happen like that. So don't worry. You don't have to be shy about uh, about calling. 520-333-7601 is that number. Our first stop is in Saddlebrook this week for a question uh, by Craig. Craig says, my wife is significantly younger than me, and I'm guessing she'll outlive me by at least 10 years. Do I need life insurance on myself to be sure she's okay after I'm gone. Well, thanks for the question, Craig. Um, you know, it, it, that certainly can be an option. That's one strategy that that does work well is life insurance. And even if you were the same age as your wife, um, women outlive men. So anywhere I've seen Walter from four to eight years in, in some cases. And so if she's younger than you, that even extends that situation. So, you know, life insurance can be an option without knowing more about your situation. It's really hard to, to get specific, but certainly, and then when we talk life insurance, there's all different types and some work better than others in my opinion, but life insurance can be an option, but there might be some other options that would work, work better. It just depends on what you're really, really uh, trying to accomplish. So great question. Thanks for, uh, for asking it. If you want to get more more specific, certainly uh, reach out to us. And again, that number is 520-333-7601. Call or text. Here's another question from Jan in Sierra Vista. Jan says, I have an old rental property that I'd really like to sell, but I'm worried about the taxes I'll incur. Should I just suck it up and sell it anyway? Well, great question, Jan. Uh, and you know, again, I'm not one. I'm not a CPA, so I'm not legally allowed to give tax advice. But there might be some things that you can do 
to offset that. It just depends. We need to get more specific. And, and I would even suggest speaking to whoever does your taxes, if you have a CPA or somebody like that, to, to figure that out before you sell it. Because obviously, if you do sell it and there is a gain, you want to make sure you know what the consequences are before you do that. That's something we can help you with as well if we're looking at the whole picture and, and give you some advice in, in that regard too. But great question. But again, you, you're, you're thinking in the right place as far as understanding what the tax consequences might be before you do something like that. Yeah, another good question there. All right, one more here from Josh. Josh is writing in from Tucson. And to wrap up the show this week, says, I consider myself a conservative investor, but sometimes I think I shouldn't be conservative. Do you think I should loosen up and take a little bit more risk? Well, Josh, uh, thanks for uh, the question. You know, I always say, you know, whenever everybody talks about being a conservative investor, you know, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I could take somebody that says they're conservative, which means they can't afford any loss in their portfolio versus somebody else that says they're conservative, which means they can handle a 10% loss. We really standardize it uh, in our process. We use an online risk profiling tool um, that really narrows down the risk so we can we're all work on the same page and really understand what your downside potential, what your comfort level, pref- risk preference, whatever you want to call it is. And we can actually show that to you uh, in relation to where your investments are. On another note, you know, given where we are, and we've mentioned this in the show several times, you know, the markets, you know, we're the second longest bull market in the history of the market. So uh, logic would tell you that we are due for correction at some point. So now may not be the time to try to take a lot more risk. Uh, Again, we're not trying to time the market, but by the same token, you know, keep that in mind. But I do see the temptation with a lot of people where they want to take a lot more risk because they're chasing performance and seeing what the markets have done. But you don't want to get it caught in a situation where you've taken a bunch of risks that you weren't comfortable taking and now you've taken a loss that you didn't want to take. And again, nobody wants to lose money, but it, there's a trade-off and you need to understand what that trade-off is. And it's interesting because these are the kinds of questions that we get to the show all the time. And you might be out there wondering, the same thing, you know, should I take more risk? Um, Should I, you know, get life insurance? Is that something that I'm going to need? These different questions that we've gotten on today's show, it's really a good representation of the kinds of things that you might be asking, Mark, if you come in for a a review of your financial plan. And Mark, I know you offer a financial physical. If if I'm out there and I'm thinking I need to improve my financial situation, and and, and maybe that's what you're thinking, how can somebody come in and, and have that conversation with you? What does it look like? Sure, Walter. So, you know, just like you get a second opinion on your health, why wouldn't you get a second opinion on your wealth? So whether you're doing it yourself or already working with someone, this is now your chance to go through the process we call the financial physical. Do you know what your investments are costing you? If you're still working, are you on track to have the type of retirement you always envisioned? Or if you're already retired, do you know if you or your spouse are at risk of running out of money while you're trying to maintain your current lifestyle? So whether you're a financial delegator or validator, we can help. I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. In this initial meeting, we'll address issues of importance to you, provide an overall view of your situation, and give you some general advice on what needs to be completed. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware by this point, I am a certified financial planner professional and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. 
So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. Just as you want to reach a healthy life from a physical standpoint, you also want to reach and maintain great financial health. So our financial physical is just what the doctor ordered. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next five people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. And here's that number to call one more time. It's 520-333-7601. You can call or text Mark at that number, 520-333-7601. Mark will trim away time in his calendar to be able to meet with you. Set aside time for a complimentary meeting, 520-333-7601. If you're looking for a second opinion about your financial plan, if you've never really had that solid plan put together in the first place, great opportunity to call or text Mark and touch base and start that conversation. 520-333-7601. Again, just call or text, either one, whichever is more convenient for you. 520-333-7601. Well, Mark, that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. As always, I want to say a big thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to another discussion next week. Always happy to be here, Walter, and I want to thank you for listening. Absolutely. That's Mark Silverman, Certified Financial Planner Professional right here in Tucson and Southern Arizona. Your number one more time to call or text 520-333-7601. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next time on Saving with Silverman. Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities product, service, or investment strategy. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified advisor, tax professional, or attorney before implementing any strategy or recommendation discussed herein.